0: You're listening to Sermon Audio from Grace Community Church of Gresham, Oregon. For more information about service times and ways to follow us online, please go to gracecc.net. That's gracecc.net. And thanks for joining us. Lord, we want to remember with transforming power what happened on that Good Friday evening so long ago. Holy Spirit, fall on us to receive your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good Friday. Were you there? I'll read this passage from Luke 23, one of the stories of Jesus' crucifixion. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon, from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and they put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including the women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, "Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and your children, for the time will come when you will say, "'Blessed are the childless women.'" the wombs that never bore, and breasts that never nursed, then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the trees are green, what will happen when they're dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers all came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you're under the same sentence, we're punished justly for getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining. The curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, in your hands I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people had gathered to witness the sight, saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him including the women who had followed from Galilee, stood at a distance watching all these things. This is the word of the Lord, and you respond, Thanks be to God. Were you there? I've loved that song since I was a little boy, because it just draws me back to that day. And that's why I'm going to look at here for a few minutes this evening as we ponder together, looking at people who were there. And there's stories very briefly in Scripture, and I want to take a few minutes here just to ponder some of those people that were there as we reflect on that together, and we'll end on a time of silence and just be here as you reflect on what that means for you. But I look at that, and I, I look at the, what it says here, and I, the first guy in the story, Simon from Cyrene, Now B being Mia, where in the world is Cyrene? Does anybody know? Well, Google knows. (laughs) So there's Northern Africa. Just by the way, here at Grace, remember we took an offering for the South Sudanese refugees? Well, that's South Sudan. It's not on this map. It's an older map. That's where Joseph Naziri is. And we've just sent him $2,500 from Grace Community Church to help with the people that are being run out of their safe place into a place where they're likely to be slaughtered. We've not heard from Joseph in two weeks. We know he received the money, but we've not heard from him in two weeks. Moses Andruga is down in northern Uganda in the camps of South Sudanese refugees. We're in regular communication with him. He's also received $2,500 that will go to relief, and we've we've got twice that much money and some more that we'll be transmitting when that's the right time to do that. Thank you, Grace Community Church for caring about people that nobody cares about. That's the voice of Jesus. Now, my question, where is Cyrene? (laughs) It's right there. It's very close to where we call Tripoli today, Libya. And it's one of the four great cities of the ancient North African world, Alexandria over by Cairo and Cyrene and then Carthage and uh, Hippo over in Tunisia and Algeria. That's the ruins of Cyrene, beautiful city overlooking the Mediterranean. I've never been there. I'd love to go there sometime. Simon's from Cyrene. He's, he's not probably as would be what we call Berber today. And he was there. And I wonder what it was like as he's in a crowd, and Jesus is going by carrying his cross and fell, the other gospel storytellers, so they took the cross the crossbar from the cross that Jesus would have been carried, and they grabbed Simon and drug him out and laid the cross on him. It would have been bloody, it would have been heavy, and he had nothing to do with anything. Perhaps picked up because he was not from around here. People would instantly realize that, and he was enslaved by cruel Roman soldiers who doubtless jerked him out of there. And I find myself wondering, what was he thinking as that cross was laid on him and he was told in no uncertain terms, carry the cross? Mark tells us with a bit of identification that he's the father of Alexander and Rufus. What that tells me is that Simon became a Jesus follower. What a unique story to say. And I'm sure people asking, I heard that you, yeah, I had the incredible privilege of carrying my Savior's cross. And helping him in his last hours as he was so agonized and so weak. And I got to help him be crucified. Were you there? Simon was. A number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. After Jesus died, Luke tells us that these same people, when they saw what happened up there on that cross, they heard Jesus' words on the cross. They saw him breathe his laughs. They saw him body slump lifeless. And they walked away beating their breast. A classic sign of being with people in mourning. You've probably seen that in traditional funerals. And the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching all these things. I think of these women. Some of them are going to go to his grave as soon as they can after Sabbath is over to anoint his body, only to find out there's no body in the tomb. But at this point, these are faithful disciples. And Luke picks out on the women because they served him in different ways. There was social status, significantly less than men in those days. But they were there. They were faithful. They were the social lower class easy to overlook. But faithful disciples there with Jesus, but at a distance. And again, I wonder, what's going through their hearts and minds? Is the man that they have served and followed for years just died on a cross? in the most agonizingly horrible possible way to die. Were you there? Those women were. I find my imagination. Mary Magdalene was there. She's the one who anointed Jesus' feet. And when they tried Judas tried to stop him she said no she's anointing me for my burial she was there were you there the other men both criminals now criminals that has a maybe a too mild a meaning because you don't execute normal criminals here. You certainly do not crucify them in the ancient world. The Roman world, the people who were crucified were slaves who rebelled, disrupting the order of the society. They were violent criminals, or they were revolutionaries, insurrectionists. If you're watching The Chosen, Simon the Zealot, that The Chosen portrays so well, He is training to murder Roman leaders, using using his murderous power to overthrow the Roman power. And the cross in the ancient world is a warning to people like Simon. If you go against us, that's your your outcome. That's what we'll do to you. We We will kill you in the most cruel, shameful, painful, horrific possible death. Way, way easier to have you chopped off. Way, way easier to be burned alive. The power of the cross was to say, Don't mess with us. But these guys, if they were like Simon the Zealot, they were using their murderous power to overthrow that dominating Roman Empire. But they've been caught, they're crucified with Jesus on the right and the left. And one of them calls out, his name is Jesus, he's in the middle. Because he's another one of those that's viewed to be an extremist, an insurrectionist. Preaching another kingdom, overthrowing Rome was the charge. And he's the one who calls out, Father, forgive them. As he's being executed by Roman soldiers, and he's saying, forgive them. That's a very different kingdom. Coming into the midst of the execution power of the Roman kingdom. Father, forgive them. And these two criminals, one, insulting. He prays a prayer, but it's a mocking prayer. Save yourself and us. It's just like, you're helpless. You're worse than we are. You don't have the spine to scream out curses. But the other one. The other criminal, a violent man, by any stretch of the imagination, sees what's happening. We're punished justly, but this man has done nothing wrong. And then he calls out his own, perhaps responding to Jesus who said, Father, forgive them, wondering, could I be forgiven? And he calls to Jesus, on a cross just a different way. And I think of a man hanging there on a cross with the cruel agony of the cross, thinking, I deserve this. Looking at the other man, Jesus, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, a kingdom of forgiveness, the kingdom of giving a different kind of power and he calls that prayer and Jesus calls back to him truly I tell you today that you'll be with me in paradise far beyond his wildest dreams I'm sure today yes today You will be with me in the abode of the righteous, Jesus says, today. Were you there? The thief was, the robber, the insurrectionist, the violent, angry man who's used his murderous power to overthrow the kingdom of Rome. There was another man. Jesus, a prayer. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And the flavor of that word commit from Psalm 31 is entrust or, well, that's a good word, entrust. And the flavor of the word is I entrust this to you with the expectation of getting it back. There's a hint of resurrection in this quotation from Psalm 31. Father, in your hands, I entrust my spirit. As the life is going out of him, his spirit and body are separated in the agony of death. And he breathed his last. The centurion. Now, centurion is the sergeant of the guard. He's the sergeant of the squad. He's the man who commands other men to do crucifixion. He's a professional executioner. And doubtless to become a centurion, he has crucified many, many men. He's a man who's using his murderous power, his cruel, torturous abilities to support The Roman kingdom that the thief was trying to overthrow using his murderous power. And you're into a different power from Jesus, the forgiving power. He praised God. This Roman centurion, a man of cruelest violence. Surely this was a righteous man. In Mark's gospel, he has it a little bit different. He says the centurion who stood in front of Jesus saw how he died. Surely this man was a son of God. That was an incredible reaction for the Roman centurion. Were you there? The centurion was. And I look at this and I think I wonder what he looked like. This is one artist's rendition has him kneeling at the foot of the cross looking up at the crucified savior who he had just crucified. I like the picture. Were you there? The Centurion was. But I wonder, I wonder, what was he feeling? What was he thinking?
1: What is power? What is power? Ours Rome. We are an empire. We rule people, we overtake, we conquer. Rome is power. If we want a land, we take it. If we want the money, we take it. As a nation, Rome. We are the empire. We are power. But this was different. Maybe maybe it's the king. The king has power. The emperor, the rulers. I think of Julius Caesar. He had power. In death, he is a god. Caesar Augustus, he's wise, he's creative. When anyone questions him, he makes sure they know that he is in power because he is the one who conquers the lands. He is the one who no one questions. He's respected. Think of Pilate, think of Herod, these these rulers rulers the kings they have the power this was different maybe maybe it's the people the groups all the people inside the empire even this with Jesus these jews they couldn't make up their mind. They welcomed him in. They were, they were groups that I had to control, crowd control, because Pilate was afraid that something was going to happen. He was afraid of, of the people. And then they changed their mind, and, and they kept yelling, and they wouldn't take no for an answer. And so Pilate did what they wanted. So maybe the people have the power but this is different. Maybe it's me. I have the power. When the Jews wanted Jesus arrested and killed, Pilate wanted nothing to do with it. I took him to Herod, and Herod wanted nothing to do with it. So I brought him back. And when Pilate said to punish him, it was me. It was my men. My men do what I say. I am the one with the power. I see over a hundred men, and they know what will happen if they step out of line. I'm the one with the power. I did what Pilate couldn't do. I did what the Jews couldn't and wouldn't do. I have the power. When we beat Jesus, and we beat him so badly, and I made, him, I made him carry the cross, and when he couldn't, I was the one who directed the other man to carry the cross. And when we got to the, to the hill, it was me who told my men to put the nails in his hands and the nails in his feet. I am the one with the power. If this was the king, if Jesus, if he was the king, then I killed the king. So I have the power. But this is different. This kingdom that the Jews talked about that was supposed to come in with this this Jesus. This kingdom didn't come with an army. At most, this kingdom came with a a small crowd. They had no weapons. They had branches. They had songs. This kingdom didn't come and overtake. There was no threat. This kingdom of of Jesus. (laughs) The people that followed him. They were sick, they were weak, they were women, fishermen, no one who had any influence. This this kingdom, these groups, they were different. This king, Jesus, from the stories I've heard, he was a king who he healed, he never destroyed, He was a king who had compassion. He was a king who never fought back. He was a king who was weak. But he raised people from the dead. Made, Made blind men see king was different and me he he forgave me when he breathed his last and we confirmed that he was dead the earth The earth shook like I have never. The sun went black. This king had power over the land. The earth cried out. And he forgave me. This is the king, if this is the kingdom. What do I do now?
0: That's the question. Thank you, Tim. But that's the question. This upside down kingdom where you forgive the people who crucify you. Where you bless those who mock you. Where you serve those who hate you. Where you form bands of fellowship so tight that nothing can separate them. And the unity of the body of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit that would come out of this time. The access to the God that comes through a torn temple curtain. What will you do now? That night was a dark night. But as a way of victory, it opened up a whole new kingdom. What we're going to do is we're going to have instrumental here. Were you there? And what we'd like to invite you to do is just ponder and pray in silence. For however long you want. You can leave now. But the one thing we ask is, when you leave, will you go out the building before you enter into your conversation? We invite you to do that. But for the sake of people, you want to be here and contemplate, if we'd ask you to just be silent outside the front doors. Were you there? Yeah, in Christ, we were there. What will you do now? Thank you for joining us for Sermon Audio from Grace Community Church here in Gresham, Oregon. For more information about service times and ways to follow us online, please go to gracecc.net. That's gracecc.net.